welcome to the last episode of the year of Greg Talks. I am your host, Greg, and this is my co-host, Aaron. Yep, and today we're going to be talking about finals, yippee, and <laughs> how to deal with failure. So firstly, uh, finals week started about a week ago. I have three finals uh, consisting of chemistry, uh, engineering, uh, and let me think of the last one, mathematics. Mathematics? Yeah. What math are you in? So I'm in linear algebra and di differential equations. What the heck is that? Uh, so <laughs> linear algebra essentially deals with matrices like from algebra two, that's kind of what you learn about the concept, but in linear algebra, it's just a lot of theorems that are applied to it. And there's a little bit of computation here and there for it as well. Um, but it's mostly, you know, pretty simple to understand. Differential mm -hmm. equations is dealing with integrals, derivatives, and a lot of calculus. Too much two code, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Yeah. That's why I'm really glad I only have to take stats for my major. And I heard stats was like a really hard class. Heck. That's what I've heard from people. I've it can't be harder than what you're doing. It might not be, but I, I won't know until I take it. So, <sighs> But anyway, uh, how I'm preparing is what, I, what I'm doing personally is I'm creating wraps for all of the lecture-heavy classes that I'm doing. In this case, I only have one, which is general chemistry one. But for my other classes, I'm meeting for I'm meeting other people to reinforce what I've learned in them. Like for engineering and coding, I'm going to tutoring to make sure I understand how the code works and also how to implement it in a simulation. And then as far as uh, mathematics, I'm meeting with other people, specifically people in my class, to get reinforcement on how to do specific examples and problems and such. Uh, all this is really just reinforcement for me, but I'm a visual learner, so this is the best way that I, you know, know how to study, though. Like, I can read content and go over notes and things all day, but it just doesn't stick as good as me actually writing things out, drawing things out, and talking and explaining things to other people. That's just the best way that I learn. Uh, how about you, Aaron? How are you preparing? I only have two exams, two final exams, which I'm very thankful for in my first that, semester. That's good. You only have two. <laughs> so. um, I did have a bunch of papers to write, though, so I wonder if you can call that a final exam. Uh, kind of. It's more like a final project, I'll say, but Dang. I don't Well, continue. Um, my final exams are in biology and Gen Chem 1. Is it biology 1? Two. Biology too. Okay. It's interesting, I guess, because a lot of it has to do with um, original like bio one concepts. So mm -hmm. I try to apply the ones that I've learned back at um, high school to the ones that I'm learning now or mm -hmm. have learned now. Okay. But I don't, I try not to meet up with people because I know what I know. And if I start to like intermingle that information with what other people are saying, or if they have like misconceptions, okay. then it, it just gets me all confused. And then I have to go look things up and then it's, it's a whole deal. And like, I sometimes get off track in studying because I like to look up like the actual, like mm -hmm. in-depth information of why things happen. 
Okay. And that can just take me on a whole whirlwind, and that decreases time, and that's not really a good thing. No, it's not. For Gen Com 1, I know that, um, well, at least I think I know, that all of our exams will be the same because they're That's using the AVS guide. ACS. AVS, ACS. Is it ACS? It's ACS, pretty okay. sure. <laughs> Excuse me. No, you're fine. We're using the ACS guide for both Gen Chem 1 and Gen Chem 2. Okay. So uh, unlike like the bio ones where they make their own little mm -hmm. finals, everyone's like studying the same exact material. Okay. So I think it's a little bit better in that instance because we have – these objectives that we have to know. Right. So it doesn't, you can have misconceptions, but you can easily look up those objectives. It's yeah. easier to look So up. did your teacher give you like a guide? See, I have um, Hayden. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who you. I have you Sebastian. Okay. So for me, my teacher gave us like an objection, an objective study guide. Mm -hmm. So I've been going throughout each chapter and pretty much, like I said, making wraps of the notes but then when I go in the book, I just do that specific example that she put on the study guide gotcha. to make sure that I know the concept. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not to say like that you should go all off your study guide for everything because there are going to be things that aren't related to some topics that you're going to have to know that the teacher might have only gone over in notes. <laughs> but for, for the most part, I mean, she's going to have most of the objective stuff on the final so if you know that stuff you know well for me they give us dr sebastian is really cool in the sense that she always gives us like extra resources to work with mm -hmm. so we have the learning outcomes of each chapter so okay. we can like correlate our notes with those learning objectives right but for like final exams or just like exams in general she always gives us um like study guide packets mm -hmm. and they have different questions in regards to those learning outcomes. So I really like using those study guides in order to learn. And I just take down those questions and then I like define terms, terminology that are within them. Terminology. Okay. Yeah. And then the equations because we're not, they she, don't give us equations, right? Oh, uh, okay. So you have to memorize. You got to know the equations. Exactly. Yeah. For us, we, a lot of our equations, well, because this is Gen Chem 1, they're a little bit easier so there's not a lot of thinking you have to put into thought in order to know them. But like, yeah, for Jim Kim too, you probably have more complex equation that you have to know. So I do feel bad that you guys aren't going to have that as a guide, but at the same time, we're not going to be given our equations, but I mean, I think as long as we go over them and use them in examples, that's probably the best way to get them down. I feel like the best way to get them down is to like combine them into different mm -hmm. like, complex problems. Because well, if yeah, you can get through yeah. those, right, mm -hmm. then you know like a step-by-step -step breakdown of each and every one of them. Be, yeah, the formula. So. so it's really cool. Like there's this one with Planck's constant in it, and it has Planck's like the different constant, energy yeah. and the wavelengths and the frequencies and all that. Yep. And it's like a, photo, a photon chapter. I forget what it's called. Yeah, Planck's constant was like 6.026 times That's right, 626. Yeah, no, it's 6.626. <laughs> yeah. This is why I don't like getting with people. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if that confused you. No, you're totally fine. Yeah. But a cool thing is that they're giving us all the constants on our chem test. Okay. Just not the equations. So I'm 
I'm okay with that. You're getting like a periodic table, of course, right? Everyone gets a periodic table. Everyone gets a periodic table for you guys. Can you imagine how difficult it would be without a periodic table? That'd be impossible. Like, you couldn't even answer probably 50%. No, it'd be like (laughs) selenium, which is SE, right? You'd be like, oh, which column is that? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Is there any, I think, yeah, that's just about it, though. I mean, in terms of our preparation, uh, yeah, so let's talk about failure. <laughs> so. It's not something I like to think about. Oh, it's not anything. Preparing yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I know it's a part of life. Like, right. When you get rejected for job offerings or if you get that first little C on your test and you're mm-hmm. like, dang. But um, you just have to, in my opinion at least, you have to remember that it's a part of life and you're not necessarily like the best person for every single thing. Like, you know what you know. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that once you have like a limit, you stop at that point. Right. But you know what you know at that moment in time. You just need to deal with that and then maybe advance it in the future. Right. Yeah. In my opinion, failure is a game of struggle because if you think of failure, like, okay. When you fail something, you can't look at it in a bad way. As hard as hard as that is to think about, though, because if you think about it in a bad way, you're only going to stop yourself from progressing. So every time that I have personally failed a test or a class in general, um, I think about it in the bigger picture that the reason I didn't pass the test or pass the class is because I didn't fully understand the concepts or I didn't need what I needed to do in order to manage my time well enough in order to kind of get the the things I needed to know in my head before the exam. So it's really more, it's, it's not really like you're stupid or anything. It's just that you just have a lack of understanding though. You know, failure is when you have a lack of knowledge and when that knowledge doesn't bring Result to fruition. That's like a complicated <laughs> definition of yeah, it, it though. Is. But that's the way I like to, to think about it, though. Uh, let me think. You got anything to add to that? Some people think of it as like a winning or losing situation. Like, and that's to me, that's the wrong way of thinking about it because you don't lose if you fail. You only win. Ah, uh, not necessarily. No, wait. I need to like hold on. like. <laughs> What I mean by that is, let's see, if you didn't fail anything and you did good on everything, though, you're not learning, per se, because you're not getting punishment for the things you don't know. Okay. So. So I kind of disagree. Okay. I feel like if you're getting 100% on everything, then you know the concept well. That doesn't mean you're not learning things. Like, you could have more depth on a certain concept than you did before starting the class. Okay. And maybe that just added to the knowledge that you already had. Right. But if you're getting 100% on everything, I do agree that you're maybe not getting challenged enough. So maybe you need to look more into depth on certain things or, like, relate it to different disciplines in order to get like an overall concept knowledge you know yes yeah. everything that we do in these courses for the most part mm-hmm. are in preparation for us to go outside and like get a job 
and yeah, and like, understand implement the, world. the knowledge yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's that. But like winning and losing, like for sports, for instance, right? You're in mm-hmm. track, right? Play track. <laughs> you were in track. Well, I was in track. But you like to run, right? So I do like to you run. Time yourself. Hmm. Uh, I get on the treadmill and see how far I can go. Okay. Yeah. So if you ever competed, right? And right. you got like a lower time. A lower time. Some other people. And somebody else. It's not losing. Like you could always progress. Yeah. And that, uh, that's what I mean. In field hockey, for me at least, mm-hmm. like we were almost to nationals at one point, but we lost to the team. And my high school was closing down. Oh, and that was my okay. last year. So that was like a definitive loss. Like I couldn't go anywhere after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I don't know. I've So when I was coming up like in middle school, like I did well on just about everything that was given to me. Mm-hmm. And it was a college prep school. So I felt really good about myself. But then what they ended up doing to me is it made me extremely complacent because I hadn't really... I hadn't really been doing bad in, in anything. Mm-hmm. So when I got to my like my high school and even when I got to college, you know, I was not the only smart person in the room anymore. I know this is kind of cliche because you hear everybody say this, but it's like real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you get in a room full of people that know everything that you know, it makes you feel if not more. If not more, yeah. it, it makes you feel small. Because when you get that the, the same test that you were acing, mm-hmm. you get a C instead of an A on it. Yeah. And then and everybody else, <laughs> especially like your friend, get that like E plus. You're like, hmm. Yeah. And like, how did I not get an A on this? Right. And then you start to like doubt yourself. Maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. But you can't have that thinking. What you need to have is I need to work twice as hard to get to where they're at. Because now it's a different ball game now. Mm-hmm. Like the work is harder. So it's expected that I'm not going to be able to just do the bare minimum or what I, or the effort I was putting in previously. Okay. That's so, a good like basis statement. Yeah. So when you fail in that sense though, I wouldn't think of it as a loss. Just think of it as I got to work harder. Okay. So I try like social comparison is like a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could get to where they are without being constantly compared to other people or like comparing themselves to like different statuses and authority and intellect and all that. So wait, so are you saying that like people can't get anywhere without comparing themselves? Because in my opinion, when you compare yourself, mm-hmm. you hold yourself back. Because me, I learned that from my mother. Because my mother, like I used to do that a lot, where like I would compare myself like. Yeah, like I did bad, but I didn't do as bad as that person. But that, yeah, but 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 that kind of thinking, I think, holds you back because then you're comparing yourself to the bottom, right? And in a way, you need to be looking like front in the future, Mm -hmm. but not in that aspect. I mean, I don't think it's um like something cognitive that you're always doing. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, flip that. Excuse me. (laughs) You're always comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like towards the guy that's sitting outside right now or like if it's me comparing myself to you or anything, but you're always comparing yourself. Right. And I feel like that's been something from like evolutionary wise, from an evolutionary standpoint. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, So like if you're providing for a family, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're a caveman, right? And you're going out in the night and like hunting and everything. 
So this other family, right? This guy right. is like burlier than you and stronger than you. And you see him hauling back like two wild boars, mm-hmm. but you can only bring back one. Or maybe you just like stuck your little stick into, <laughs> the, into the river a bunch of times and yeah. got like a couple fish. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be constantly evaluating yourself and comparing yourself because your mate might want to one day go off to the other family mm-hmm. and not stick by you. And then your kids, for example, like who is who are going to um, support them, mm-hmm. who's going to raise them, who's going to protect them. Right. So from that like all the way back in that historic standpoint to now, I feel like social comparison has always been a thing that we're doing. But in regards to here and now, I feel like it's an important part of who like humans are mm-hmm. because we have like a goal to look forward to. Right. And then we want to exceed it. But at the same time, like those comparisons, if you're constantly doing it on a day-to-day basis, right. like actively thinking about it, right. Then it's, kind of um hectic because you're always comparing yourselves and you want to get up to a certain standpoint but maybe like that's your carrying capacity for your brain yeah it could be that me you know i just to piggyback off that i do think that there is a limit when it comes to comparing yourself Mm -hmm. if you do it too much then you'll stress yourself out yes because you're not meeting your standard And I know I went through this at my previous school where I put I put myself upon a pedestal. And then when I didn't meet what I expected, when I failed and didn't meet that bar, then I fell into like a depression kind of state of mind Mm -hmm. because, you know, I started thinking I'm not good enough to meet that level, you know, and. It's, I mean, that's really all too common though, because like, it's a, it's a confidence thing. Yes. And it's yeah. like a pride thing, you know, because the world is like, it, yeah, it, it definitely is a pride thing because I mean, I'll tell you similar to the evolutionary thing. When you see another guy, this is an example, get someone that you like that you've been like pining for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when that other guy just comes in and takes it. It, it kind of, like, is a hit to your ego because, like, you failed in gaining something that was clearly right there, but it was taken. But at the same time, you can't really blame that person because they were you just more prepared right. than you were. Exactly. You just failed to meet, you know. Yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lost opportunity. That doesn't mean there are other fish in the sea. Yeah, and that there are more opportunities. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, but in regards to that comparison thing, I try not to mm-hmm. compare myself to other people nowadays. Like, instead of saying, like, oh, I got a C and they got a B or mm-hmm. they got an A or whatever. Right. I try to say, like, okay, I did this, this, and this wrong. So right. how am I supposed to fix this mm-hmm. so that on the next, on the final, right, on the cumulative thing, I don't make these same mistakes again. Right. And maybe I shouldn't look at it that way either because we're supposed to be applying this to like real world scenarios. Right. Exactly. So I should be looking more towards like a realistic basis instead of like the standard test basis. When you say real, you mean like the knowledge in the real world? Yes. Thinking about it in that way. Yes. Real life context. Real life context. But how does that help you study though? Study? Because just think about it in that way. 
in the end, we're all going, we're getting out of this community. College is literally like another community mm -hmm. inside the world. Like, so you're moving from something small from high school into something a little bit bigger and then out into the real world. So if you can't apply the stuff that you're learning in this secluded community outside, then what's the part of learning? Yeah. No, I agree with that. But anyway, getting back to failure, um, <laughs> the key here is to look at failure as a motivator and not something that's going to push you down. Failure is the game of struggle, like I said before. The it's game a, of thrones. The game of thrones. <laughs> but the game to work up to the throne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. Not necessarily like nobility or royalty or anything, but like the best you can be. The best you can be. And then exceed that. And then exceeding that would be success. Heck yeah. But that failure would be is, accepting but, your failures too. Yeah. Like turning success them into a, yeah. successes. Yeah, exactly. Them. Just mm -hmm. like uh, conversion tables in chemistry. Yeah, stoichiometry. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Here are some ways, though, you can deal with it, though. Uh, for one thing, if you're in school and you're not doing well, I would suggest uh, going and talking directly with your professor about what you're not doing correctly on your homework or, like, on your exams and then having them tell you and giving you tips on how to improve. That can be like the best way to improve in school uh, in terms of like social interactions. Like if you're like not doing so good at, you know, making friends or, Aww. you know. I'm rooting for that, you guys out there. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough thing because, I mean, I struggled w w with it. Uh, still kind of now, though, but I mean, it's not as bad now because mm -hmm. I've opened up more. But if you're struggling with like anxiety and stuff, though, and you feel like you're failing at life right. and school and those things, you're not failing. It's normal mm -hmm. to go through like those kinds of things. It's really puberty, if anything. You know, if if you see a person that's like easily talking to another person, don't think they're better than you because it's just coming to them. Uh, think of it like you know, you just kind of have to be more confident. You got to like put yourself out there more and then eventually, you know, you will meet like-minded individuals that will befriend you, you know. Okay. That's, yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not so much a failure, you know, you deal with it by just putting yourself in more uncomfortable situations. And then if you get anxious, just realize that that's normal and just let that be. Don't try to like okay. force it yeah. out of okay. you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, to piggyback off that, know yourself. I don't really care if you're in like an academic or a social situation. If you know yourself, then you know your limitations and you know what you can improve on, not necessarily what you need to improve on. Mm -hmm. So if you have that time, just take a day to realize who you are and what you want to be and then start working so you can improve those strengths and those weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, Academic-wise, though, for here at Oakland, as Greg said earlier, our final started like a week ago. So it's like the ultimate stretch. It is. It, it really is. <laughs> so we, if you're still struggling up to this point and you haven't talked to anybody, I honestly don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah, but, there, there, there is a part of this where you do have to take responsibility for your actions. For your actions. Or lack thereof. 
or lack thereof, because I mean, if you put yourself in a hole, I mean, you have to be the one to dig yourself out right. of it. No one's going to like give you assistance if you're not already seeking it. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Um, I would advise people to start strengthening your strengths. Don't necessarily start tapping into those weaknesses because you're on a time limit. Like the, the struggle is real from this point out. Pretty much, yeah. So start improving on your strengths. Make sure that you have that knowledge secure. I know some professors are doing extra credit. Don't ignore that. If you can get at least like one problem of extra credit done, do it. Yes. But if you don't have do time and your schedule, like don't don't push yourself. Yeah. Don't pressure yourself to do that. Don't don't stress yourself out over, you know, the time crunch things. Because when you when you do stress yourself out, that's just going to make your performance on the final tank a little bit. Right. So you don't want to do that. Keep a calm mind and then you know, keep doing like what Aaron said, keep preparing, doing what you need to do, focusing on those strengths and Hitting the weaknesses, but, you know, not making them the forefront of your plan. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the final day, here's some tips from Greg. So <laughs> I would dress up in, um, like, not, 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 not like a suit, but, like, um, you know, something dressy that you're confident wearing. Okay. And when you go to the final, make sure that you had a good breakfast, good night's sleep, and also make sure that you sit in an area where cheating can be avoided if at all possible not possible but make sure it's minimized wherever you sit in the classroom make sure you have like pencils and a calculator just overall be prepared but just just make sure that you know do do the things that i said first because they do help trust me though like when i've dressed up in like a dress shirt taking a test like I have performed much better than if I wasn't, if I was more relaxed. Okay. Because let me tell you, when you're more relaxed and when you haven't eaten breakfast, you are tired. You're going to be tired and your brain is not going to be as attentive when it comes to like more difficult questions. Yes. You're just going to want to skip over them and you're probably not going to be able to think of the information. Yep. Because your brain's tired. So. Um, in my opinion, I would go to class dressed in the same gear that you usually do mm-hmm. or maybe like pajama pants and then like a standard shirt because I like to feel comfortable with a routine that I've been constantly doing. Oh yeah. So if it doesn't that, if, feel like yeah. I have to like get prepped for this final exam. Right. Like I've been going to class and listening to these lectures, taking notes. It's just another part of life that right. I have to go through. So I would wear something standard, but comfortable because mm-hmm. you don't want to wear like, <laughs> One person in my class for an exam, he wore um leather leather pants and then like a tight shirt. Oh, okay. And then he, when he was walking out later when we were dismissed, he mm. was like, man, I couldn't breathe. I was like, hmm, oh, yeah. I wonder don't, why. Don't be uncomfortable now. No, come on. Like, yeah. Please eat. Um, get a good dinner. Um, maybe like a light breakfast. I know I don't like to go heavy when I eat breakfast. Oh, yeah. Don't, so, don't, don't go... And I didn't mean to break you off there, but like, <laughs> did, don't go like heavy on carbs or like things with a lot of sh- sugar in them. Right. Yeah. Oh, some people um, eat oatmeal, but then <laughs> they have to stress poop afterwards. So yeah, be careful so, with that too. Like yeah. a lot of fibrous ingredients aren't necessarily the best thing to go into for a three-hour exam. 
Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, make sure you bring your water bottle with you. I don't know if some classes don't allow water bottles to be brought into the some classroom. Some don't, but I'm pretty sure most professors will allow like a water bottle. My professors do for this round. I don't know about future years, mm-hmm. but um, I like water because a it keeps me awake. There are studies shown that it helps keep you awake, and b I feel like whenever I drink water, it like replenishes my brain. So mm-hmm. I can start thinking about new things constantly. Plus, I'm hydrated. So Yeah, that's good. Also, if you do have extended time, make sure you use all of it. Yeah. Don't get up early if you feel like there's something that you could double check. Careful, though, because Care- uh, mm-hmm. multiple choice questions, they are known to like get you in the gut. They'll be like, hmm. I chose B, but it could have been C. Yeah. Don't don't second guess. <laughs> um, it's a fine line between yeah. like double checking and then like going with your gut instincts. Speaking of gut instincts, though, like if you don't know an answer, your gut instinct is probably your best bet. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, just to end things off, uh, just know that if you don't pass a class this semester, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like. It will repeat next semester. So it's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, to end this off, good luck on your finals, guys. I wish you all the best. Uh, Happy holidays. Make sure you enjoy your break with your family and your friends. And I'll see you next year. Yep. And have a happy new year and Christmas. And if you're wondering where you can listen to this podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you listen primarily to your podcast. And uh, with that, we'll see you next year. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.